This is the Skulls of Wrath Heavy Metal Podcast, presented by thejoyofmetal.com. Visit thejoyofmetal.com for more. This is Pat from Sabathon. Hey, this is Brendan Small, creator of Metal Clips, and you're listening to Dale. This is uh, Satchel from Steel Panther. Randy, the singer from Lamb of God. Ted from Amon Omar. Liam from Dillinger Escape Plan. This is Max Cavalera from Cavalera Conspiracy. Hey, this is Chuck Billy from Testament. This is Francesco Paoli from Flash to the Apocalypse. Dino Cazares from Fear Factory. This is all of Summer Force, and you're listening to Skulls of Wrath. Hello and welcome to a Skulls of Wrath podcast as presented to you by the website www.thejoyofmetal.com uh, Now before we get into things properly we'll say that uh, for 2020, for this new year that we've found ourselves in we have made a few changes a few uh, sort of tinkering with a few things behind the scenes uh, changing things around and all that sort of stuff which, which hopefully will become more clear, more self-evident uh, in the coming weeks and months, I guess, hopefully. Um, all for good reason, I guess, obviously. Not for, not for, for bad reasons. But, uh, well, maybe for bad reasons. Maybe it is for bad reasons. This is entirely for bad reasons. Nothing but terrible reasons that we're doing all this. But anyway, um, all you need to know at the minute is, uh, obviously, joyofmetal.com, our website, which, uh, by the way, has all our... We have all our things, uh, links and uh, playlists and everything else we've got going on with the podcast here and the interviews and, and uh, various ways of listening to those and all our sort of other sort of content with radio. In fact, all our radio logs from almost 13 odd years ago, starting from 13 on at least, um, full music uh, audio logs of all that and a whole bunch of other things up at thejoyofmetal.com. But the other thing you need to know, apart from that, of course, is our email address. If you need to uh, email us, uh, if you've got sort of comment or uh, announcement or anything else like that that you need to send through to us, joyofmetal at gmail.com. As well, any other emails that you've been getting hold of us over the last couple of years, they still work. It's all Gmail, so it's pretty easy to keep track of, really, to be fair. It's all not that hard, but um, the last one that we've got is joyofmetal at gmail.com because you need that uh, apparently now uh, before we get into the show properly and sort of outline things a wee bit and then sort of get into it I uh, just have an announcement here this is the first thing we do we'll have an announcement and uh, so if you'll allow me <coughs> American Death Metal Legends Obituary remain one of the most influential and groundbreaking bands in the genre that they helped to create in the 80s and in the new year they're heading to New Zealand in 1990, Obituary released the album Cause of Death, now considered a classic in the history of the death metal genre. A masterpiece that has stood the test of time and has become a must-have album for any death metal fan. Celebrating 30 years since its release, Obituary will be at San Fran in Wellington on the 21st of January, uh, as well as at the studio in Auckland on the 22nd to play the album in full, plus a choice selection of death metal cuts from the early years. Uh, Obituary are joined by Singapore's vitriolic grindcore masters Wormrot and are supported by disemboweling the limbless in Wellington and corpseless, corpsefest, sorry, corpsefest in Auckland. Tour is presented by Soundworks Direct and Valhalla Touring. 
And I understand tickets are limited or selling out or close to uh, Wellington worse than Auckland. So, just as an aside, uh, get in there quick if you want to go check out some band as major as a Britchery in New Zealand for January. I know there's a lot going on, but it's a Britchery. First, you know, at the top of the year. So, Alright, so with that out of the way now, uh, on to the main bit. Now, for these, for these podcasts uh, where we don't have an interview to air, if you look over some of our past shows, basically, certainly of, of recent time, it's all been focusing around a specific interview that we've had. Um, but part of the, the things that we're changing up is uh, what we're going to do is sort of have a few sort of other episodes of the podcast in between. And what we're going to do basically is run over a playlist of metal tracks um, that sort of piqued my interest over the last little while. Uh, for various reasons, uh, which we'll sort of highlight and, and sort of run through. Um, but I've compiled them into a, uh, what they might say is a digital playlist. And uh, with the players, uh, the Spotify and the YouTube embedded players up on our website at thejoymetal.com. Uh, just keyword, whatever episode number this is, number one, or the podcast or whatever. Go search for that. Also the band names. Like, uh, yeah, the band names will be tagged in on the show as well, so it's, um, you can go search that. Um, but that will be up on the website. We have playlist for you to follow along. So, if you so desire to, if you're listening to this through a podcast platform, either Google Podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, all the majors that we're on, um, you can listen to me talking for a bit, uh, pause, play the song from our playlist. Uh, once the song's played, come back to the podcast and vice or um, listen to all the songs all the way through and listen to me talk about them or vice versa it's up to you really do whatever you want but um, we're basically going to deliver all this stuff I'm sort of putting together on a silver platter so you can do whatever the hell you want with it but onto the playlist now our first track that we have is Ozzy Osbourne Under the Graveyard this one also comes with a, a music video which is quite interesting but uh, I think I believe this song is from Ozzy Osbourne's upcoming new album uh, rather interestingly entitled Ordinary Man and given Ozzy's career and, and you know his, his sort of accomplishments, accomplishments both on and off the stage I think Ordinary is uh, probably the last thing a lot of people would be considered as a, a sort of a, any sort of form of uh, descriptor for the man but um, also I, I do believe that if you've been sort of following any sort of metal news blogs or means of late uh, I believe this is the album where he worked with uh, one particular famous person by the name of Post Malone as well as a few other more familiar faces uh, from, from faces? Uh, names in rock such as Duff McKagan and Slash and that sort of thing um, so it's you know, not entirely a lost cause I guess if you're, you're a pure rock fan um, but I mean to be fair I do like the video uh, it's sort of the aesthetics of it, the visuals and the story and some of the things he's gone through. It's not just um, uh, what you might expect. There's a bit of a sort of uh, flair to it and a sort of rather more interesting sort of sensibilities of things. It's sort of, sort of offsetting, sort of watching it sort of put you off balance in sort of certain aspects. Um, it was directed by Jonas Ackland, who also did the Lords of Chaos movie out recently. But I've yet to see properly. I've got to get around to seeing it at some point. I've got um, find a way of sorting it out somehow, shape or form. 
don't know how you go renting videos these days. Uh, online and stuff like that is kind of a bit too. <clears throat> credit cards overdrawn and stuff. Anyway, um, but no, this, the, the videos, uh, I mean, sort of, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a period piece from a couple of decades ago. Just It's, it's sort of documenting that time when Aussie. Uh, left Black Sabbath for the first time, I guess. That's uh, for all that, all the other baggage that entails, and went on a rather self-destructive binge session in, in sort of the heart of Hollywood, ending up at a Hollywood motel or whatever. And um, essentially, Sharon Osbourne comes to the rescue. Um, so yeah, sort of a rather interesting. Uh, I'm not going to say it's sort of. I'm given the you've sort of had uh, the dirt by Motley Crue and. Uh, Few other sort of rock and roll sort of lifestyle kind of um, uh, media movies, whatever things sort of of late. So it's, it's hardly the most interest, most it's hardly the most original piece uh, to come out of late. But for a music video, I think it's, it's you know, a certain amount of originality to it uh, for a music video. But also, I mean, obviously there's some truth to it. It's all based in, in sort of real events. If not tweet for the music, but for the for the you know, for the for the screen, for the small screen. But um, my recommendation, even if you're not sort of a fan of the music, sort the song itself or anything like that, then it is very least go check it out. Just go watch it at least once because um, it's worth watching. I think at least certainly at least once. <laughs> I myself, when it came out, I watched it a couple of times. It's sort of, um, I did quite enjoy it myself. So track number two is The Acacia Strain, and the song was. Only because the song is, um, uh, well, to be fair, it's, uh, uh, sort of the voiceover bit, sort of, the, sort of, it was, it was, was the sort of thing that sold me on this particular track, um, because they're all sort of really, well, they're all interconnected and very sort of well, uh, well done on this album. Uh, but, um, the band themselves, just as a sort of a bit of background, like to be referred to, preferred to be referred to, as hardcore inspired metal, rather than metalcore or deathcore. Now coming from sort of Connecticut in the States, uh, you know, coming up through the sort of early noughts, to, you know, in the 2000s and all that, that's probably highly understandable, given sort of the rise of some of those core, something, something core dramas that, that sort of came through at that time. And to be fair, I mean, a band like the Cashier Strain certainly with the sound. Um, sort of deserve that distinction. But the new album, It Comes in Waves, is out now. And I read a review online somewhere going on about how this album is essentially one long track or something rather. It's sort of just, just broken up. Which, in the songs will read, Our Only Sin Was, giving them names. So those are the track titles. That's the playlist of the, of the album. Each song has one word to it, and we've got was. <laughs> so there you go, and I mean, it's, there's a concept to it, uh, which uh, my understanding is it sort of goes over all the all the various sort of deities that that sort of human cultures have ever worshipped over the course of human history were never uh, the, the idea is that they're never really in, in the the idea is a sort of a very ancient aliens type sort of roll your eyes kind of situation, but um, 
these sort of gods or deities were, were never meant to be helpful or whatever. They're basically just using um, toying with humanity for their own amusement, to quote them as it were. With their irony, sin was giving them names, believing they would listen or even care. And, and yeah, I mean, the only criticism I probably have of this album is that the concept well, was meant to be mind-blowing is it i don't know is it something inter- it's slightly interesting sure i mean it's something to sort of talk about i don't know album, all that sort of stuff but if you're sort of more of a pessimistic kind of um if you have a more of a pessimistic setting like i do it's kind of like yeah right whatever who cares um i guess for the states and some of the things in the states i might be like oh my god bless of me yeah yeah no so, sorry i think i misread some of this where i've got my notes here that all the various deities that ever, all the different gods from all the different religions were essentially belonged to the same race or group of interdimensional beings um, that we were worshipping as deities or gods um, and they were never to aid in humanity in any way shape or form um, but really they were just sort of using us or sort of for their own amusement that is the idea and you're like well yeah that's probably Logically speaking, that's probably what would be happening in a situation where there was a group of interdimensional beings set aside from another group that you know would be considered as gods. So that's exactly probably what would happen. Sure. <laughs> anyway, yeah, the album. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just sort of it's, throw a dart and pick a song from the album because I think it's um, for the, all the ch- I had a quick once through and was was sort of really just the. One that sort of stood out just for the thing, just piqued my interest a wee bit, a little, slightly more than some of the other ones around it. Um, but it's a good album, front to back, so go check that one out. Uh, track number three here, My Dying Bride, Your Broken Shore. These guys are British, of course, uh, Doom, Death Metal, whatever, famed uh, band with 30 years under their belt as the band now. And I've just got, um, well, the new album, The Host of Orion, is out early March 2020 and just something from the band this is pulled directly from their social media um, and it's a sort of press release really Uh, but the new My Dying Bride record is the product of a vibrantly creative band that is more willing to build on their past successes the band commented in new album for a new era of My Dying Bride with fresh faces and a more accessible style compared to some of their past highly technical releases. The Ghost of Orion features compositions not only from epic proportions but of intimate quality too. From death metal vocals to the panned cries of a vocalist in longing, the LP will raise and fall like the beautiful landscapes of Yorkshire in which it was recorded. With layer upon layer of guitars both heavy and harmonic, Craig, uh, Andrew Craigham has created a rich soundscape that is beautifully epic, enhanced with violins and keys from Sean McGowan, along with the ominous murmur of cello from the acclaimed cellist, 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 from the acclaimed cellist Joe Quayle. And speaking of guests, the wondrous voice of Lindy Faye Heller from Wardruna adds an ethereal beauty to the album. 
Adding his particular style of drumming this time around is Jeff Singer, whose percussion exploits have elevated the band's rhythm selection to another level, aided by the effortlessly stylish yeah, Lena Abe on bass guitar. Aaron Stainthrope delivers a compelling and often disturbing performance with his own particular style of vocals, offering sincere eulogies along with the visceral carnage of a soul in pain. With poetic lyrics of a quality not seen in this genre. This collection of songs is the band's most brilliant yet, honing 30 years of experience into the well-crafted offering that is The Ghost of Orion. Anyway, if you're sort of a, historically a fan of the band, I'll uh, try and keep an open mind, I think is what they're trying to say there, really. Uh, some of the comments I've seen. Um, depends on how you're sort of feeling it. I think I, think I understand it's... It could be a good mix of old and new with the band uh, for certain aspects, but um, if you're sort of certain, if you're a fan that's certain ways or, or sort of certain a fan of a certain era from the band, then um, I'd uh, try and keep an open mind. I think is all I can really say. Track four now, uh, Body Snatcher, with the song twelve seventeen or twelve slash seventeen. These guys. I mean, I'm going to assume these guys are a young band, upcoming, upcoming band, probably established. Um, you know, they've got two of those record label or albums, whatever, under their belt, but sort of, still sort of quite a young band, I think. There's not too much information on these guys. But the album, This Heavy Void, is due out at the end of January. Uh, Americans, they are from Florida, as three out of the four members of the band are called Kyle. Um, and one of the Kyles, the guitarist, uh, I believe I uh, wrote the song, or, or sort of the concept of the song, is very personal to him, as it details, uh, sort of, it's in a sort of rather cathartic sense, the death of a of a close family member. And the music video that it has, that's in the playlist on YouTube, has does include various uh, home video elements to sort of uh, really sort of nail home the sort of sentimentality, I guess, of motion behind the song, all that sort of stuff. Um, but I ran through the album, and even with the, I mean, just at the front, uh, a band name, Body Snatcher. Interest peaked, and then the sort of story behind the song, sort of all, all sort of piles up, so very good. Anyway, uh, track number five, so we're five of seven, so we're almost there. Uh, Sepultura with their song Last Time. Now, I know this has been out for a while, but um, trying to sort of. Yeah, Sepultura, so we're sort of a big fan of them. The new album Quadra is due out um, shortly ish, I, I don't know, sometime soon. Um, but uh, apparently, the main thing, sort of thing I was trying to figure out sort of exactly what they're sort of talking about with this one. They have done a few sort of concept albums in the past, and this one possibly feels like that. But I think they've sort of gone a slightly more broad a concept. Um, I mean, not only referring to sort of number four in quad and four, which I don't know where. I mean, this is there's so many albums deep now. I don't know why four would come into play, but I think sort of more importantly, it sort of refers to in Portuguese, I guess, um, a sort of a sports court or something that has. Uh, specific boundaries and rules that applied, and sort of when this concept is sort of taken more generally, sort of broader, um, 
into some other aspects of things beyond sports. I think that's what they might be talking about here. Now, as the band says themselves, we all come from different quadras. The all uh, the countries, all nations with their borders and traditions, culture, religions, laws, education, and a set of rules where life takes place. Our personality is what we believe, how we live, how we build societies and relationships, all depend on these sets of rules we grew up with. Concepts of creation, God, death, and ethics. And that's all I have noted down. So, I guess essentially they're uh, doing an album about everything. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, something to look into, but it's new Sepultura. Should be interesting, and uh, fingers crossed we can sort of work something there, maybe. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Um, track number six here is an interesting one because it's by a band called Attila. Song Toxic. It's sort of, um, I guess, sort of, I guess, it, you now call it, in modern times, you call it that sort of vlog style, that sort of behind the scenes, um, mostly sort of black and white sort of shots of um, the guys hanging out on tour and that sort of stuff and all the various things they got up to. Um, talking about partying and stuff like that I guess but um, the thing with this band they were sort of in a clump of, of a bunch of other bands where I kind of made the mental note years ago this is like a decade or so ago I made the note to avoid uh, not 100% sure why um, I think uh, knowing me I guess back then it's probably because they are getting a bit of attention for being sort of a bit more flashy or uh, or popular, whatever, over um, sort of what they were saying with their music or, or sort of, you know, the stamp that they were sort of setting there. But I mean, it's, you know, fast forward to now, they've um, certainly cut their teeth on the road and touring and they've got multiple albums and they about at this point and it's, you know, it's, it's still sort of a metal track to listen to. Um, and these days, you know, I've sort of forgotten the reason why I've sort of decided to avoid them. I, I don't know, I'm missing out, I feel like. Um, but there we go, so I've made a point there being, I've made a sort of turning point, um, and toxic, you know, fair enough, that sort of initial assumption from these guys was, uh, in terms of checking them out and giving them a fair shake of the stick, is probably a bit toxic there, so I've sort of rehashed my thinking there, so there we go. Uh, not too hard with the sound of these guys, though, um, yeah. And, uh, finally, track number seven on the playlist, Cattle Decapitation, One Day Closer. To the <laughs> it's, all right, um, so there's a New Zealand band out there, um, Sinate. Uh, some years ago, they put out a massive uh, a smash hit, One Day Closer, uh, music video and everything for it. And um, to chop, you know, I get a song stuck in your head, I just got violently uh, hit with the sort of song in my head. I'll just sort of the, I guess the main sort of hook or the chorus whatever of, of of that song so <laughs> if I'm a little bit uh, distracted or whatever for the for the roundup of this um, that's why I've this uh, song from tonight stuck in my head anyway this last track on the playlist Cattle Decapitation One Day Closer to the End of the World um, just to check this on at the end there just because um, uh, well I mean it's uh, the sort of the two vocal sound situation there uh, particularly enjoy um but also, um, not only have they recently released their new album Death Atlas at the end of November, I want to say. I mean, end of the year for any work year really is a hazy mess of trying to remember what was going on there. Uh, but they're also visiting New Zealand at the end of February. 
Wellington and Auckland. Um, yeah, I mean, Cattle Decapitation is always just one of these bands that's sort of, always sort of been up there. Um, sort of, one of those sort of never fail type bands. Um, I did recently see, though, uh, the on YouTube, the, the internet's busiest music nerd do a review of uh, Death Atlas, Anthony Fantano, the Needle Drops, whatever it's called. Um, I don't, uh, on a personal note, I don't. I'm not a huge fan of uh, opinion-based reviews. Someone says, I think this was bad, or good, or anything. It's, there's no real sway, uh, on my point of view, because... I mean, I guess, contrarian metalhead here, but... If you're, you know, listening to... You know, it's all about personal taste and opinion. Uh, you know, this is music, art, or whatever. It's all based on personal tastes, you know, for the exact reasons why someone hates something, could be why someone loves you know, you just don't know um you know, movies that you've seen uh, people have sort of just given absolute terrible reviews for the, the movie going experience overall has been very pleasant and enjoyable, um, and vice versa, some movies that just sort of get rave reviews are just absolutely terrible same with the albums uh, now but uh, yeah, so personal, personal. Yeah, so as long as opinion, I mean, not personal. As long as a review sort of has a rough description of, and so with with the, the internet's busiest music nerd, he certainly tries to sort of, uh, I guess, quantify sort of some of the music or sort of lay out exactly what's going on and, and sort of um, lay it out in sort of a more objective, a more objective kind of way as to what. He, he does and doesn't like. Um, so if you say, look, it's it's this particular aspect here which drove me away from it. You're like, well, that's exactly what I look forward to in a death, death, a decapitation, in a decapitation song. So that's that's me right there. Um, but basically, I think what he was saying is, although this album was solid, and for the year, for the time it was released, and amongst everything else. They was released at the time for the band themselves within the context of their catalogue of music. It wasn't um, it wasn't number one. I think that's what he was saying. Uh, I particularly enjoyed it, I think, personally. Um, but, you know, everyone's uh, open to their own things. So, I mean, maybe there's a bit, might have a bit of merit there, but it's... Death Atlas is, is what it is. It's uh, good listening. And they're coming to New Zealand, so you can go check them out live. Um, what's better than that? Alright. Um, so that's it. That's us. That's our playlist. That's um, a run through. Now, the... Um, now, this sort of idea came together at the very last moment. So it's, that's why we only got seven tracks. Well, they might be a bit longer. Um, the spiel that we go through on each album, uh, each song, sorry, might be shorter, longer, however... I just include the uh, press releases as we've done with, uh, you know, that sort of some of these ones. Um, it might be just what I think of them and the other ones, and just be like, "Wow, it's a funny name." There we go. I don't know. Um, like I said, the sort of the old idea of running through this, while not again original, uh, came together last minute. And like I said, so it's not likely to impact any of the interview podcast shows that we do. Uh, but the point is to. Um, kind of keep the momentum going. So these sort of filler shows, these playlist shows, are going to be 
done on a more regular basis. Uh, ideally weekly, but I don't, if we pinpoint something down, it'll never end up being like that. Because um, it's just the reality of it is it's sort of too easy to um, get distracted, sidetracked, and then sort of months go by. If you look at our sort of, you actually get a Spotify playlist of uh, or category or whatever you call it page. Um, you know, there's some from January and then it's October, and you're like, how the hell did that? It's just too easy for months to just sort of drift past without even realizing and this sort of sort of thing. So I was wanting to make a point of doing this on a sort of regular basis, hopefully aiming for weekly, especially with these playlist ones. So that way things are certainly I'm gonna be at it weekly behind the scenes here. You know, New Year's resolutions and all that sort of stuff. I'm sort of determined to sort of spend um, set aside a specific time during each and every week for this and then um, but you know the idea is not rather than just to just for its own sake just to do it sort of more often but also uh, I wanted to do these interview podcasts or the interview shows and, and if you got something that's just sort of putting it out when they turn up if and when they turn up every sort of couple of months in between kind of thing it's going to be no helpful it's not really going to be worthwhile for anyone sort of wanting to do that um, so at least give it a fighting chance and then also the other side of things it's if you're doing this on a weekly basis, it becomes a well-oiled machine and it's sort of easier to uh, have an interview, turn it over and then sort of turn it out, publish it um, a lot quicker. And, and the likelihood of it sitting there for, I've got some that have been sitting there for over a year now, I think, uh, certainly months, uh, early last year kind of thing, for one recently, I think, I had one about October last year, I think, um, that I've been wanting to put out, um, it'd be the next one. And it's just, it just, it sort of, just, yeah, just gets forgotten about. It's too easy, like I said, it just flies by. Time just flies by, and it's the next thing you know, it's months down the track. Um, and the album that they're talking about is uh, is released, and they've they've completed their tour, and they're basically writing the second album. That you know, and then you're like, Rah. that sort of interview is sort of wasted a little bit in a way. But um, so that's sort of the idea. There's a whole bunch of other sort of things. So it's you know, like it's sort of good reason for it, good or bad reason for it. But uh, that's the idea. We'll see how it goes. Uh, we'll see how things unfold moving forward. Um, but I did have there were several iterations of this beforehand. Lucky I didn't actually. I was going to say go ahead with any of those. I, I kind of did. Um, certainly tried to, and then last, like I said, last minute came up with this, and I was like, oh, what are some songs uh, quickly that I've been checking out over the this sort of holiday break over the Christmas sort of end of year period and I was like well oh, first thing I remember seeing at the end of the year was Ozzy Osbourne and then there's a few of the other ones and then I was super true because I got an email about that and then the thing and so I was like you know things like that but anyway um for that sort of one out of every 150 listeners to this that sort of stuck around to this point that's kind of the idea kind of sort of be hopefully doing this more often and uh thejoyofmetal.com is a place to go and we've got all there uh, like I said you see the idea was sort of moving forward with the interviews is to do the whole shebang um, you know, YouTube all the podcast platform um, places tuck up a transcript all the links and all the information that you possibly need um, so that uh, whether you're a fan of the band or you're getting new to it or you know just this interview be like oh what you said there really sort of uh, drove some sort of point home with me let's check out this band um, it's all there ready and waiting on a silver spoon there for you to go check out so hopefully uh, I do know in the past once or twice at least I've heard feedback that, that has been uh, quite helpful to uh, some people in discovering bands 
Someone says, oh, I've heard about this band, I didn't quite realise. Uh, blah, 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 what you said to your questionnaires. Uh, turned me on to be, became a fan of these guys, so, yeah, that's it, I think. So it's, that's sort of the whole point of it. And um, so I'll catch you next time, hopefully I'll catch you next week. Um, I did have a deadline, personal deadline of the 7th. So this isn't the first recording of this, by any means. I'm trying to get through interruptions and, and stuff up, so lots of stuff. But uh, as, as um, rough and, uh, and hairy as this is, it's got to be the one that's got to go out the door. So uh, we'll catch you later. Uh, thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next time on this thing. <laughs>